The winner is. 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 What's it like? It's in your luggage. Sometimes. That means sometimes. There can be a hundred people in a room. Maybe there is right now. I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken. I don't know her. She always has these long lists of like diva demands. Cheetos and Doritos. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. I understand you embrace the term diva. Yes. Hello, divas, divos, and divs. Welcome back to season three of Diva Dailies. This is a podcast where we deconstruct divas on film, TV, and in music. I am your host, Steffi. And before I bring on the other co-host of this podcast, we got to do a couple of housekeeping stuff per usual. If you guys are interested in following the pod, we're on Instagram at Diva Dailies Pod, and you can always email us at divadailiespod at gmail.com. And if you know you've been listening to the podcast for quite some time, coming back for season three, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe. Let's bring on the co-host of the pod. It's Miss Jamaican Horns. It's Angie. Hello, everybody and season three listeners. Angie is back. (laughs) I think the number one question listeners want to know is, how was Costa Rica? Oh, my Lanta. It was so good. You guys, a month wasn't long enough. It wasn't long enough at all. The first two weeks we were in the forest, me and my homegirl, we were like at this resort in the forest, Mm -hmm. in the jungle. Wow. And then the second two weeks was literally like on the beachfront. Like we had an apartment and then the beach was right there. Dang. So what do you do? Just like frolic on the beach for two weeks? (laughs) You know, it's funny. The first two weeks was way more rigid time-wise like we had like a schedule we got up we had to be at breakfast at a certain time because we got free breakfast and then there was dinner at a specific time because they stopped doing dinner at a specific time Oh, okay but basically the first two weeks was wake up breakfast then we were poolside at the bar and we literally had like coloring books oh nice we had our little speaker put on renaissance album we would color or we were playing this card game called phase 10 for hours. That's what we would literally do. Dang. Wake up, breakfast, go by the pool. She would either be in the pool or not. Uh-huh. And we would just color, play cards. And <laughs> that was that for two weeks. Then wow. the next two weeks, uh-huh. we would get up. We had a huge table in the dining room and we brought puzzles. So get up, put on the L word and oh. <laughs> literally do puzzle. Hobbies. <laughs> so did you have like a suitcase of coloring books and puzzles a part of my suitcase was coloring books journals card games and yeah the self-care section of the luggage the self-care wow and we pretty much did that for a month wait so you didn't like did you explore costa rica at all like get out of the we explored the jungle part did you do some zip lining okay let me tell you the zip lining story so, I was so hyped to do zip lining. Uh-huh. I'm terrified of heights, by the way. 
the whole time my friend was like, the one thing I want to do is zip lining. Angie, we're going to, we're going to zip line. I said, okay, get to the place to zip line. They hook me up to everything. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the helmet and I have locks for listeners who have never seen a picture of me. I have a lot of locks, thick hair. Mm -hmm. We get to the helmet and they're like, we can't put the helmet on. Oh my God. And I'm thinking, is that the only size helmet? Like, is that the biggest helmet? I know there's big headed people in the world. Yeah. Like this can't be the only size helmet. And it was the only size helmet they had. And they were like, sorry, you can't zip line without oh. a helmet. So then it was just like your friend that was able to zip line or did yeah. you both walk? Okay. No, I was like, no, go zip lining. Cause she really Dang. wanted to go. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, can't zip line. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. And then I just like went to my room. <laughs> well, if you ever go back there, you should like bring your own helmet. <laughs> That's what I'm planning. I, like I low-key want to do like a four day yeah. trip back to Costa Rica to just zip line. We should make a change.org website for that <laughs> zip lining facility. Just so I can zip line. Yeah. Sign the petition. <laughs> Justice for people with locks and big headed people so that they can... <laughs> zip line at that facility change.org assign the I petition mean, now you know it's crazy though like we were planning on exploring a lot of costa rica but i didn't want to drive oh, that was a big you thing had to drive. i was like nervous about driving yeah and i'm scared of heights we were in the mountains and i was like bro i can't, i'm not gonna be able to drive across yeah. country to the caribbean side yeah it's not gonna happen driving in a different country is like that's intense it's intense i mean costa rica if you guys are planning specifically westerners europeans americans if you're planning to want to go vacation somewhere that is easy yeah costa rica is it mm. because the way that they cater to the westerners like there's american flags out there <laughs> the british flag I, I kid you, not, like, you could pay everything in dollars. You didn't even have to convert your currency. You didn't have to convert nothing. What? Like, you could go to the ATM in Costa Rica and get American cash. Wow. We didn't even get to eat Costa Rican food. I'm so upset about that. <laughs> you were there for a month and you didn't eat Costa Rican food. Not one spot. Let me tell you, we were searching for Costa Rican spots, like wow. authentic co Costa Rican yeah, spots. Yeah. Nope. We ended up at places like this uh bar called the lone ranger oh okay which was like american food okay bro oh my gosh was the food good no five out of ten six out of ten oh and me and my friend we were like we would go to a place and rate the food mm. and we were just like no it's just a no for me no wow <laughs> so you must have been in like a really touristy spot then the second city we went to was called hako yeah and yes very touristy. Like I said, no authentic Costa Rican spots mm. at all. Well, it was it was pretty sad. The food situation was pretty sad. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, in the food. I mean, I've never. Have you ever had Costa Rican food? I've I've never had it, so I don't know what would. No. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. <laughs> I'm sure I'm I'm positive it's amazing. Yeah, but I couldn't get access to it. Well, Costa Rican divas who may be listening, hit Angie up. And give her Please. Rex next time she goes to Costa Rica. Please. Because yeah. I definitely, I'm going back. Because wow. it was a super chill experience. Yeah. The people were really nice. 
compared to my other traveling experiences, mm-hmm. it was just chill. That's good. And then we got tattoos. I'm like, got new tattoos. And oh, stuff. And uh-oh. I got a huge half sleeve on my leg. It was by far the most painful tattoos I've ever gotten. Oh, my gosh. I think it's because I got the tattoos back to back. Got my sleeve on my leg on a Tuesday. Then I got my half sleeve on my arm on Wednesday. Wow, that's intense. Yes. And they were each like nine, ten hours long. Oh, bro. I could never. Yeah, it was it was it was a intense situation (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Well, I'm happy. It seems like you enjoyed your trip. I did. I did. I had a nice long vacation. It was like seven week vacation. Mm -hmm. I was in Costa Rica for a month, but then because I work at a school, they were off. Ah, so you didn't have to go back right away. No, left during Thanksgiving break, came back during Christmas break. She's like, I still get to color in my coloring book. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I get to finish that puzzle. Yeah. Oh gosh. But it was chill. That's good. I'm happy I got to you know, go on vacay. Mm-hmm. Well, Angie's been working really hard, so she deserved. Thank you. I appreciate that. She's like, you know what? I did deserve. <laughs> Facts. She's like that Snoop Dogg mean. I'd like to thank me. Yes. And me. Yeah. And me. Last but not least, I want to thank me. <laughs> Angie, though, do you want to share your social media? If anyone wants oh. to follow you, because um, <laughs> there's been some development with that. Yes. <laughs> the setup for that. <laughs> so I'm still on Twitter at PoetrySoul3 on Twitter. But now, you guys, I am on Instagram. Oh, my goodness. I know. I mean, I always had an Instagram. I just never shared it. Yeah. And it was just used to stalk celebrities. That's that okay. Was, <laughs> that was it. I understand. But. I'm opening it up. I'm actually going to post stuff. Uh-oh. I know, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's um, Angie.Simone on Instagram. Angie.Simone. Well, make sure you guys follow Angie on social media so you can stalk her and bother her <laughs> with all of your inquiries, comments, yes. and concerns, <laughs> and questions. But Yeah. <laughs> Oscar and Razzie moment of the week. Let's start with that like we do with every episode. So this is the part of the pod where we talk about our personal high and low moments of the week. So Angie, what was your Oscar and Razzie moment of the week? Let's start with the Razzie. In Cali, we've had crazy rains. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And one day when the rain finally stops, I get to my car and I open my door and it smells like mildew. Oh my God. Didn't know where the smell was coming from. Yeah. And I was just like, bro, where's the smell coming from? Where's the water? Basically. Yeah. Get to my back seat. It is literally just under one mat. Just like pulled up and it's just wet, dripping wet. I'm like, I don't know how it got this way, but here we are. And for days, my car smelled like mildew. Oh. And then I was like, okay, I need to go get my car shampooed. So I go get my car shampooed this morning. Oh. And I feel like it still smells like mildew. I don't know what to do. If you guys know what to do to fix this issue, I'm like, I'm just at a loss. I feel like I need to go wash it again 
shampooed again i don't know can you get it like professionally cleaned like go to the car wash and have them clean it i went to the car wash got it professionally oh, cleaned it still smells it still smells like mildew and so i'm just i'm very frustrated at this point is there something in your car that you don't know is there listen i generally have a clean car and so i went yeah. to my back my back seat has nothing in it because i'm the only one that drives it and there's really nobody yeah. in my car like that and then the trunk i probably should take out the trunk because i have like a suv so uh, the trunk okay. is easily accessible from part of the car yeah. so yeah maybe i try the trunk but water was definitely in the back seat so oh. the struggle is real the struggle is real Damn. mildew smell oh god <laughs> my oscar moment is i'm like happy to be back from costa rica and yeah working again because i get to teach like I didn't realize how much I love teaching. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I believe the children are our future. Teach them well. Let them lead the way uh, with me. We can't get one episode without you singing. <laughs> one episode. The <laughs> I'm going to start playing the greatest love of all every time Angie starts talking about how much she loves to teach. Oh, I just got a little notification. Playing music? No, Zoom. I'm not. (laughs) You said no. No, that's just my musical talent. Oh, my gosh. Oh, here we go. My turn. Okay. Your turn. I need to see the Razzie first, or else the Oscar's not going to make sense. So my Razzie moment of the week, which would be a great segue into our first topic, but my Razzie moment of the week is... The Oscar nominations and specifically Mm. the Dolly DeLeon snub. I just will get into it in a little bit. Yeah. But (laughs) not happy. I'm very upset by it. And to emotionally cope, my Oscar moment of the week is that I rewatched Whitney Houston's Live in Japan 1990, which I haven't done in a while. Healing. (laughs) That's the best. That is literally the best. I was like, think about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the news today, breaking news at the time of recording this, a couple hours ago, Oscar nominations came out. Angie... Have you been watching the movies as of late? Are you into Oscar season at all? Like, what's your relationship to all of that? I, like, I don't support the Oscars. Yeah. So I'm not fully invested Mm -hmm. like I once was. Yeah. But pretty much I'm, like, rooting for everybody black and non-white. So I just see who I'm going to be rooting for Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Oscar season. And also it's just interesting to see how they choose people that's a whole other conversation yeah but in terms of films it's almost always movies i've never seen before Mm. i've never heard of before Mm -hmm. i'm just like when did this come out (laughs) why did it get nominated like no buzz at all and i'm just like where did this come from i don't i don't get it yeah i don't (laughs) are there any movies that like you saw that are kind of in that oscar crop that you enjoyed like have you seen everything everywhere absolutely that was a great film it was a great film i'm not gonna lie i was confused oh yeah the first half of the film i was like i don't know what's going on yeah i'm, I'm just going with the flow at this point i don't know and then it it tied in act three 
I said yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there as it, it should. That's what Act Three is there for. As, <laughs> as it should, right? And then All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay, that's on Netflix. I just saw that one. Nice. That was a crazy film. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the effects, the editing, just the cinematography. That's from Argentina, right? Germany. Oh, Germany, Germany. Okay, that's from Germany. It's a German film. It's basically a World War One film. Mm. It's a World War One film. Okay, and it's a recreation of the same film, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is like I think a 1930s. Yeah, film? it's a much older film. 20s yeah. or 30s. I thought that was a great film. I understand why it was nominated. We got a Bollywood nom. Oh, RRR. RRR, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. but it's a it's a true Bollywood film, mm. masala film. Yeah. Those aren't my favorite types of Indian films. Oh, okay. The Cheese Factor seems like it's at a 10. Mm-hmm. Even though it's probably a fun watch, there's a lot of Indian films on Netflix that I'd rather watch. I heard that that has a good chance of winning for Best Original Song. The, the song from I can see that. I think it's called Not Too Not Too. Yeah. 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 I could see that one or Lift Me Up. Oh, the Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see those two. Yeah, I have the Oscar noms. I guess we could just do like general thoughts. Um, yeah. So they have for best picture Top Gun Maverick. Did you watch Top Gun? No. <laughs> did you watch the original? Yes, I did. Oh, I haven't seen the original, but I actually heard that this new one was like genuinely like really, really good. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I won't judge it too hard. (laughs) Yeah. There's women talking. I heard about that. Yeah. That one's had a really interesting award season journey because for a moment there, it looked like it was not going to get anything. So that's great to see that it got in. I haven't seen that one yet, though. Um, Everything Everywhere. Mm -hmm. If I were to root for like one specific movie like that's the movie absolutely yeah one million percent there's banshees of inishirin which i haven't seen yet but it's been nominated in a couple of other categories fun fact the guy who wrote banshees of inishirin he's actually dating phoebe waller bridge oh for anyone who's a fan of fleabag and killing eve wow there's a triangle of sadness have you watched triangle of sadness no oh it's so fucking good okay you're recommending. Are you sensitive to like vomiting? Um, like watching people throw up? There's a lot of that. <laughs> there's a lot of that in Act 2. <laughs> like it's not just like one projectile. It like goes on for quite some time. Like realistically? It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So I feel like if you're if you're sensitive to that, you probably won't be able to watch this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh I'm going to go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. Maybe you could just like skip through that section of the movie. <laughs> no, I'm gonna just sit through it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try okay. it out. We're gonna see what. Gonna it... try it out. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> then there's the Fablemans. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it either. All Quiet on the Western Front, which you talked about. Absolutely. Elvis. Did you watch Elvis? Parts of it, but I didn't really care for it. I watched Elvis in the movie theater because it felt like you should see that movie because it's so like ostentatious and right, big spectacle. Right. Baz Luhrmann. So I watched it in the theater. I liked it, but I feel like the intense love for this movie is, I, I just don't, um, I don't know. Yeah. People are acting like this movie like changed cinema. And in my opinion, it didn't. Yeah. Austin Butler's fine in it, but I'm not like, oh my God, right. Austin Butler. <laughs> Listen. Also, Austin Butler, why are you talking like that? You're literally from Anaheim. Bro. From Orange uh, County. I think. <laughs> no one talks like that. That's what made the parts that I've seen of Elvis unappealing because it was so hyped up. Mm. And I was just like, oh, no, it's, it's a whatever film. 
It's not horrible, but it's whatever. It's not nothing special, fantastical. Yeah, it just felt like a another biopic. Yeah. But what I will say about Elvis, though, what I appreciate is that Baz Luhrmann and the writer, they have a very distinct point of view and story that they wanted to tell about Elvis, which I like in comparison to other biopics, which we may or may not be talking about this episode, <laughs> that feel very wikipedia yeah you know mm-hmm. like there's no point of view to it yeah so that's what i did like about elvis mm. and then the last best picture nominee is tar have you seen tar with kate blanchett no mm. that's the one that i actually want to see i wanted to see that one too but they weren't playing that in the philippines oh okay so well and and then you miss avatar we can't miss avatar oh an avatar how come this list is like not showing me avatar three four five six seven Oh, I skipped it. My bad. Oh, yes, Avatar. <laughs> it should have been skipped. I'm. No. I mean, did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I actually want to watch it. Oh, okay. I'm waiting to like watch it online. Oh, okay. <laughs> because so many problematic things kept coming out about Avatar, and I was just like, I can't, I can't support. But I'm gonna watch it online. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but best picture for Avatar. I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen the original Avatar. I mean, okay, you're not missing much. It's literally Pocahontas. Mm, yeah, I've heard that too. Think of the Pocahontas storyline, put it in a different world with blue people, blue aliens, and it's quite literally the Pocahontas storyline. Mm. The Disney version of Pocahontas, not the real yeah, Pocahontas. Yeah. Like, fantastical right. white man comes in, saves the day. Yeah. Pocahontas storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Since this is a diva podcast, I think we should at least talk about the best supporting actress and best actress. Let's do it. No, let's I'm do s- it. Let's do best supporting actress first. So there's five. We have Angela Bassett mm-hmm. for Wakanda Forever. We have Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inishirin. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and then Hong Chow for The Whale. Um, what are your thoughts on the nominees? I, with all due respect, love Jamie Lee Curtis. But why, if you see the movie, yes, why is she getting these nominations? Because she was essentially a zombie, yeah. and then she had wiener fingers. Exactly. She had hot dog fingers. Exactly. Like, that was literally... I'm I'm not bullshitting you guys. That was her role. I've been following a lot of the like award season prognosticators and like watching all their videos about dissecting these nominees and who's going to get in. And like a lot of them have been saying that Jamie Lee Curtis has been like overly campaigning in comparison to the other people. Okay. And I've heard other people like especially um, the Gold Derby people. They were saying that a lot of the reason why she's been even getting nominated is because of all of the campaigning she's been doing. If she was campaigning in like a typical fashion, like the other people, she would have not gotten in. But it's because she's been overly campaigning that she's been getting in. And then also because of the fact that it's like the narrative of who she's been in the industry for so long. And like, we love Jamie Lee Curtis and like she should have had an Oscar by now. And it's like, great. You should have given her an Oscar then during the times exactly. when she was deserving exactly. and not during a season when the role didn't warrant a nomination. And then compared to everybody else. Yes. She wasn't she wasn't doing anything. Like the fact that there was a point when in some of the precursors she got in over Stephanie Shu, who's in the same movie I, as her, and I don't understand how you watch everything everywhere being like, you know, that Jamie Lee really brought it right. together. <laughs> like she really supported the movie over Stephanie. 
who played the daughter of Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hui Kwan. And kept up with them. Yeah. That movie doesn't work without Stephanie because her character is the motivation behind Michelle Yeoh's journey. Absolutely. Her arc as a character. Absolutely. So. And then like all the universes. Yes. The metaverses. And she was the villain and then she wasn't. And then it was like. Like she would literally change from one character to the next. Like sometimes in the same line. Right. So how are you walking away being like, you know, Jamie Lee over (laughs) Stephanie? It's because of the fact that she's Jamie Lee Curtis. That's what's so annoying. It's very annoying. (laughs) And then I don't mean to bring race into this, but the fact that it was like two Asian women essentially fighting for a spot in a category where both of them should have gotten in. Meanwhile, like Jamie Lee just gets to fucking coast throughout because she's Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, again, if you guys have seen Triangle of Sadness, Dolly DeLeon should have gotten in because literally her character is like what brings that movie together. Like, Mm. that is the definition of a supporting actress performance. Obviously, I have a little bit of bias because I'm Filipino (laughs) and she's Filipino. But like... If you want to look at the personal narrative and underdog story, this is a woman who has been a working actress for a very long time. And even in the Philippines, she's been overlooked because the system is also broken in the entertainment industry in the Philippines because they're very biased towards youth and towards a certain look and towards um, skin color even. And she hasn't been really getting the opportunities that she should have been getting throughout her entire career. But then something like Triangle of Sadness pops up and she gets to really show what she can do. She really like genuinely had a fighting chance. And I, I, I'm sure she was a close six. Like I'm sure like if it was Mm -hmm. six women instead of five, I'm sure she would have been the six. Right. But when you consider all of that, and then looking at like the career of J.B. Lee Curtis, who's just had like opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And like she already just had access to the industry because of who her parents are. It's like yeah. if you want an underdog story, you should have gone with Dolly DeLeon. And this was a chance right. for optics. If the Oscars care about that for them yeah. to diversify their nominee list. But absolutely. Here we go. Like that just narrative of Stephanie and Dolly fighting for that last spot just really irks me yeah when jb should have not even been in this conversation it's so annoying yeah and if she wins the way i will flip tables i don't think she'll win if she if she wins like genuinely everybody should flip tables i'm I'm (laughs) just saying because let me tell you angela bassett yes and black panther oh my god she didn't have that many lines which is crazy i thought she was gonna have a bigger role but the lines that she delivered Oh, man. I was like, yes. Out of the Best Supporting Actress nominees, who are you rooting for? Who do you think should win and who do you think will win? Stephanie Hsu, I think, should get it. Me too. And it's not even close. And that's saying a lot because Angela Bassett She's great. still did her thing yeah. <laughs> in that tiny role yeah, that yeah, she yeah. had. There's a part of me that feels like there's going to be an upset with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, my God. I feel it. Oh, my God. If Jamie Lee wins over, like, (laughs) these other women, the fact that she's literally made every precursor this award season is just confounding to me. Oh. Well, I'm similarly to you. I think Stephanie should win. Yes. Because what she did was just incredible. Like, she was actually my favorite walking out of everything everywhere. I was like, yeah, Stephanie's going to win. That's what I thought. Yeah. But if there were to be an upset, I'd, I'd want Angela to win. Yeah, I agree. If it's not Stephanie, I would want Angela. I agree. I absolutely 
Totally agree. Because I, I could justify that one. If we want the narrative of like, it's been overdue, fine. At least that performance arguably can warrant that. If we're going to give uh, an Oscar retroactively, yeah, Angela Bassett. She deserves. It's rare that she misses. Yeah. Even in the Tyler Perry movie, <laughs> she was sitting there just like, she was giving out them lines. Even in a Ryan Murphy production, <laughs> she, was... she was doing the dance. It's Angela yeah. Bassett. Like, yeah. Okay. At January 22nd, 1994, I stood on this stage and accepted the Golden Globe for what's love got to do with it. <laughs> to the Marvel fans, thank you for embracing these characters and showing us so much love. We, we just made history with this nomination and with this award. Well, fingers crossed for Angela. Yeah. Okay, and then the last category is Best Actress. Oh my God, this was such a surprise. So we have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Ana de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, and then Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. What are your thoughts on the nominees? It should go to Michelle Yeoh. My heart says Michelle, but in my head, I'm not going to be surprised if it goes to Kate. I could see Kate Blanchett, and I haven't even seen this movie. That's the only person I would accept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like even then, I wouldn't accept it because mm. Michelle Yeoh was acting. Down. She was doing her fighting scenes. Yeah. She was like doing martial arts and then acting down. Yeah. And then in the climax of the film, like it was just... Oh, the comedic timing of that film was on point. The like rock scene, like oh, the rock oh, scene's great. On. It's iconic, bro. It's just like <laughs> Michelle Yeoh should get it. Period. And again, a narrative aside from the fact that she's very good in the role, like that's someone like a lot of other women who was overlooked in the industry for so long because there weren't Absolutely. really that many opportunities for Asian actors, actresses. Kihoi Kwan. Yeah. That's the whole fucking reason why he hasn't been working yeah. is because they don't give a lot of opportunities to Asian actors until recently. So I think that would be a really nice arc, a narrative for Michelle Yeoh going into the award season. I feel like it's her moment. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of people really want <sighs> this for her. Yeah. And it's up to the voting academy to, this is your chance to really recognize her. Like, what yeah. a role to recognize her for. Absolutely. Like, this is it. Yeah. And I'm sure Kate Blanchett is great, but she's always great. And yeah. she's always had so many opportunities. Like, Absolutely. Michelle Yeoh hasn't had those opportunities. Right. So It's interesting, this award season, because so many people are like, discovering Michelle Yeoh and she's been around yeah, for so crazy. long I'm just like you never seen Crouching Tiger like what yeah <laughs> like it, yeah excuse me <laughs> and that's another one where people were like she should have been nominated for that Absolutely. like there's a lot of she should have been nominated for but didn't get and the tides are turning and this would be a turning point if they give it to her yeah it was it was such a gratifying experience I must say I mean I've waited a long time mm -hmm. to receive a script like that I honestly look at all of you with such envy because, you know, you get an opportunity to try all the different roles, mm. but we only get that opportunity maybe once in a long, long time. Crazy Rich Asians gave the Asian community such a boost because the last one was Joy Luck Club, which was like 26, seven years ago. Because this generation of uh, film goers don't really know me because Crouching Tiger was 22 years ago, even the Bond movie or whatever it is. But yes, I mean, the last thing I will say about the Best Actress category is the Daniel Deadweiler stub. 
didn't know Detweiler. She played um the mother of Emmett Till in Till. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Ooh, yes. and then like also Viola Davis. I was about to say the Ooh. Woman King. Yeah, like all around the Woman King, all around getting snubbed. That was rough. Especially because Andrea Riseborough getting in last minute. She was not nominated in any of the precursors. Wow. But there's like conspiracy theories because people have been noticing that in recent weeks, a lot of these high profile celebrities have just been randomly talking about how good Andrea Riseborough is. And then mm. now suddenly she got this nomination. Yeah. And it was kind of a meme, actually, on the internet. Like, people were like, oh, yeah, this is pretty much her Oscar campaign is getting these, like, Hollywood people to say how amazing she is. But I guess it worked. She's in. And these two other ladies that made different award season precursors throughout award season, they right. didn't get in. So, because mm. everyone on this list except for her has gotten nominated at, like, the Globes, the SAGs, Critics' Choice, BAFTAs. So That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Just days before Academy members began voting on the nominees, there was a sudden surge of A-listers' support, with stars including Charlize Theron, Edward Norton, and Gwyneth Paltrow hosting screenings of the film. Paltrow later saying Riseborough deserves to win every award there is and all the ones that haven't been invented yet. What seems to be the issue here in the gray area is the Academy's rule, specifically number 10, about lobbying. What constitutes lobbying? What doesn't? The Academy doesn't outright define it. And critics of the Riseborough nomination also point out the seeming snubs of black actresses Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler in higher profile performances. Well, let's segue into tour news. Let's do it. You guys, the girls are touring. <laughs> They're on the move. Yes. They've been tired of staying locked inside. Yes. And they're touring. So, Angie, your girl. My girl. Our girl, but really your girl. Yes. Miss Janet Jackson is going on tour. Janet officially announced the news on her Instagram. I have a, a big announcement to make. And I, I'm going back on tour. And yes, we will be together again very very soon and that's actually the name of the tour together again i miss you guys so much and i cannot wait to see you the tour is only in north america yeah and it starts april 14th in florida and ends on june 21st in seattle washington so um i guess there were originally 33 dates but she added a couple so it's a total of 37 dates and then along with the tour she said a new album is coming so, um, Angie, you're going. What was your ticket journey? I'm. No, you're not going. Not going. Oh, Listen here. Oh, no. Let me tell you a quick story. Oh, no. The oh, tickets went on sale in Costa Rica. Okay. And, you know, I'm living my best Costa Rican life, barely having Wi Fi. Oh, I'm yeah. not even like oh. on social media like that. Oh, no. <laughs> and then days before I get home, they're like the tickets went on sale and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll have time. I'm about to be at home in like three days. Cool. By the time I get home, the news is coming out that it's sold out. Yeah. The concert is sold out. So now I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the LA concert, the Hollywood bowl concert. I'm looking at Irvine. Yeah. I'm looking at San Diego. Yeah, San Diego was sold out. Yeah. L.A. Hollywood Bowl, gone. Uh, like, obviously, people were 
reselling their tickets for like fifteen hundred dollars yeah. and you only could buy two like you have to buy them in pairs because yeah. i will go to a concert by myself yeah without blinking mm-hmm. right and then the irvine one there's only a couple seats but they were all the way in the back and they were several there was a couple dollars. seats in the front but they were super expensive they're like six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars yeah and i'm not i love janet but after coming off a trip i don't have six hundred dollars to just spare yeah yeah <laughs> and so i'm just <laughs> i'm frustrated i'm yeah. frustrated and then we'll see if the album comes out miss ma'am she better deliver yes there will be new music I know all of you, with the new music, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, there will be new music. Do you think there's a chance that she won't come out with an album despite saying that she will yes. come out with the album? <laughs> I mean, hashtag Black Diamond. I just... Is that the album that she's supposedly going to release is this Black Diamond album? I mean, I hope so. I hope so. Janet, get it together. Get it together. And also, too, I'm like... I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of sad because I've been saying this. I think this is going to be her last go, her last big hurrah. That's what I feel in my soul. Yeah. Like this album era is going to be it. And then she's going to be like, oh, no, I'm a mother. But remember, you said that you think she's going to say I'm a mother, but then eventually she'll come back because she loves it too much. I think those were your words. I agree with my own words, (laughs) but I still think this will be like, her last big go. Mm. I feel like if she comes back, it's going to be like a fraction of what we remember. Cause she's going to be older. Yeah. She's going to, you know, yeah. it's just, it's going to be a fraction of what we love about of Janet. Yeah. Janet. Yeah. Well, this took a turn. I thought you were going. Um. <laughs> mm, no, I mean, it depends on what I'm willing to spend at this point. Do you think the price closer to the date, maybe some of the prices will go down? No, and that's how you can get I it. I feel like they're going to get, they're going to go oh. up because people are going to be desperate. But Irvine is far from where I am. That was the one that I was trying to get tickets to. I was trying wow. to get tickets to the Irvine one. But then like, okay, because they did like the pre-sale. Yeah. And I was looking online for the pre-sale code and some Janet fans were sharing what the pre-sale code yeah. was. So that's how I was able to get in. And at that point I was like, okay, like this, this seems like somewhat doable. Right. But then I normally, whenever I go to these concerts by like the legends, like Janet and Stevie Wonder, I usually go with this one particular friend. Okay. So I was like waiting for her to respond and she never responded. At this point I was like, I'm going to just fucking get this ticket. And if I go by myself, I'm just going right. to go by myself. But then like the day before general sale came out, yeah. she finally responded. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to just try and get in and see what it's looking like for us. Right. And so because I'm in the Philippines now, the time difference is obviously something I have to take into account. Oh. A lot of things were happening at this time because my mom was in the hospital at this time. Oh, wow. Literally when I was at the hospital, I was like, how am I going to get the Janet tickets? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> Because oh priorities. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> so I went back home and I set an alarm and was like, okay, I'm going to wake up. It was like 3 a.m. my time when the pre sale began. Oh my but gosh. like, luckily, I had started preparing 
before the actual pre-sale opened. A good fucking thing I started doing that because I tried logging in Ticketmaster.com, but then it wasn't letting me because they could tell from my computer that I was in a different yeah. country. Yeah. So they were like, oh, you have to use like Southeast Asia Ticketmaster. Um, and I was like, Southeast Asia Ticketmaster? What the fuck yeah. is this? So I like made a, an account and then like, I don't know, it was just really different. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was weird. And I was like, I don't know if like I'm going to end up paying more for yeah. a ticket because I'm quote unquote getting it right. from the Philippines. Right, right. So then I just turned on my VPN. As you should, period. You know, to make it look like I was in the States. I was like, okay, fine. We got this. We got this. Made the account, blah, blah, blah. And then I like set my alarm and I woke up maybe 10, 15 minutes before pre-sale opened. And then it was like, you are in line. I was like 900th. Oh my god! In line. And I was like, oh my God, I should have woken up like an hour before. Like, this is scary. As soon as I like got in, it was about maybe five, 10 minutes after general sale opened, but the ticket prices were so expensive. Like yeah. to get near the front, it was like thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. And this was the Irvine location. I thought it was going to be cheaper in Irvine, at least. That's what I thought. I was like, Hollywood Bowl, going to be super expensive. Yeah, I didn't even, that was not on my radar. And so I was like, okay, Irvine, San Diego, let me see. Expensive, expensive, expensive. I was just like, I, I guess I, I'm not going to go. All the way in the back. Yeah. In the nosebleeds. It was like, I saw, I think the cheapest was like $200, $300. Yeah, the cheapest I saw was at the time. 330 yeah and i was like i'm not spending 300 dollars to be in the nosebleed to sit in the fucking back no thank you i love janet jackson i love her to death but no yeah <laughs> i couldn't even justify it and i'm one who i will drop some money on a ticket without even thinking yeah yeah 400 and i'm close to the front great let's go that's the thing it's like if i'm close to the front like okay but once it's like we're reaching the thousand plus level and that's before the ticket has even been processed man because there's service processing fee yeah it's ridiculous it makes no sense yeah i was like i'm sad yeah i'm, I'm sad just gonna too. have to depend on twitter youtube and youtube to see this concert because ain't no way freaking Ticketmaster. I, I think that's largely because of Ticketmaster. I mean, I know those yeah. Taylor, the Taylor Swift people were having oh. nervous breakdowns. They were about a month or so ago <laughs> for that era's tour. Yes. Um. So we understand. The line has stopped moving. The website fully crashed. I waited in line for like six hours. But you know who else is going on tour aside from Janet? Who? Madonna. Madonna is, <laughs> yes. Okay, so Madonna is also going on tour for her The Celebration World Tour. The announcement was very Madonna. It's a video where she is playing a game of truth or dare with a bunch of random celebrities, including Amy Schumer, Diplo, Judd Apatow, Lil Wayne, Jack Black, Eric Andre, and several others. Maybe we could play a little clip of it right now. You know what? I have one. Madonna. Yeah? I dare you mm -hmm. to do a world tour and play your greatest motherfucking hits. Okay. Four decades? Yeah, bitch. As in 40 years? Yes. As in all those songs? Fuck yeah. We're talking We're like talking. a virgin. We're talking like a virgin. 
Yeah. We're talking tropical on the island breeze. Oh, yeah. All of nature, wild and free. This is where I long to be. La Isla Bonita. Wait, hold up. That's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. You think people would come to that show? I'll be there. Well, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I'm there. There? Okay, so the answer is fuck yeah. So, Angie, did you watch the announcement video? What did you think? Um, I watched the announcement video after you sent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, you guys already know. It's not a secret at this point. I'm not a big Madonna fan. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people in the video, I genuinely do not care for. Like, the announcement video did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I understand, Madonna fans, how excited you guys would be. Yeah. I get it, but it, it didn't do it didn't do anything for me. Did you get what the video was referencing, though? Absolutely. It's like a reenactment of the it's a throwback. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Madonna had a documentary called Truth or Dare, and there's a scene there where she's playing Truth or Dare with her dancers. Truth or Dare, Madonna. Want to play right, right now? Right now? Truth Come or on. Dare. Dare. What? Dare. <laughs> um, show us with that bottle how you give head. Stand up and come down on it. You're not asking the question, motherfucker. So she's essentially trying to recreate that with these random celebrities. I don't know what the requirements, how these people were picked to be in the the video. It was strange. Genuinely, people I really do not care for. And I was just like, I, I... It did nothing for me. But I'm excited for Madonna fans. Yeah. Their legend is touring. Yeah. Get it in. I mean, for anyone who's a Madonna fan, I'm sure you know the details, but it's a world tour, which, wow, that's intense. Yeah. She's doing 93 dates. Janet was like, no. (laughs) Janet said, I don't think so. Janet's literally doing a third (laughs) of these dates. (laughs) Yes. Um, Madonna is touring in North America and also throughout Europe. Mm -hmm. And her tour begins July 18th. In Seattle, which is interesting because Janet's ends on June mm-hmm. and then Madonna starts in July. So they don't overlap. Right. But Madonna's tour starts in July and ends in December in Amsterdam. That's crazy. Oof. That's a crazy tour schedule. Well, the concept of her tour is interesting. It's all about like playing the hits across four decades. Yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000s, four decades of music avec moi, ML. VC. Welcome to the party, bitches. So it's pretty cool. That's a lot. She has a lot of music to choose from. Absolutely. I guess she's going to have to go through them really, really fast. She's going to have to bullet Janet, where it's like... Yeah, half a song. Medley. Like medleys. Yeah, we're going to have to do medleys all the way through. Wow. Like, at that point, Janet, Madonna, I'm surprised, like, artists like Patti LaBelle, Shaka Khan, like, these legends who have just music on top of music on top of music, huge catalogs. Yeah. I'm surprised they're doing full songs at their concerts. Yeah. Like, how do you pick? Yeah. <laughs> you just got hits. Well, hopefully, I'm I'm crossing my fingers that they'll record this and they could hopefully put it on like a streaming. I'd be interested in watching. Oh. Angie, maybe I'm not. not but... <laughs> for Janet. I don't, I don't know about Janet doing that. Janet's not doing shit. She just put her Rhythm Nation videos on YouTube. I'm not holding my breath for nothing <laughs> i'm relying on the fans and youtube for janet and i'm crossing my fingers for a streaming service to pick up madonna's tour i could see that maybe like an hbo yeah 
That or Netflix. Yeah, or Netflix, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, if you are a gay man who was a fan of the 90s divas, you must be living your best life this year. You got <laughs> Janet and Madonna out yeah. in the same Bye. year. Wow. <laughs> What a time. What a time yeah. for you. Yeah. I guess we'll briefly mention that Taylor Swift is also going on tour. There was like a Ticketmaster disaster yeah. with that. But um, she has 47 dates. And her tour concept is called The Era's Tour. So there you go. And then Beyonce, it's not been formally announced, but we know she's going on tour. I don't think I'm going to get tickets for that one either. Seeing what Taylor Swift, that whole debacle with the tickets for Taylor Swift, yeah, it's going to be insanity for Beyonce. <laughs> well, there was like a video clip because you guys, we actually were going to try going more in depth with this, but like we probably can't for time. But there was a clip that I was watching from Nightline and the lady ends that segment saying, if Ticketmaster thought the Swifties were bad, they better get their shit together for, for the beehive yeah. because the beehive does not play with beyonce tickets so what i do know is Ticketmaster or whomever else has to figure out how to solve this before beyonce announces her tour because if you think the swifties are bad the beehive you don't want to mess with the beehive i'm sure then things is gonna be so expensive super expensive if janet is the indicator for how expensive tickets are I can only imagine what Beyonce is going to... Yeah, they're going to be so expensive. And I wonder, like, how how much of... If she's going to just stay in North America or is she going to do, like, a full world tour? When was the last time she actually did a world tour? Uh, formation in 2016. Hmm. I don't... Mm, I don't... Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I think... Well, I think her tickets might be cheaper because they're actual stadium tours and it's like standing on the the actual field there's no i don't think they put out chairs i think they put out chairs on like the actual field but if people actually stay in their chairs usually not got it okay well the next segment i had here was talking about cheaters (laughs) (laughs) the way you just said it (laughs) they're cheaters cheaters well this is a, the men are wilding mm. because several of our divas have been cheated on. Yes. Nothing new, unfortunately. Mm-mm. But Miss um, Shakira. Yeah. She is making waves. Yeah. She released a diss track in the aftermath of discovering that she was being cheated on by her superstar football soccer for the Americans. Longtime partner Gerard Piquet. And the inciting incident, she discovered that her strawberry jam was missing in the fridge. And she is the only one who likes the jam. That's such a random thing. I know, man. She must really like that jam. I'm like picturing like Whitney's, it's not right, but it's okay, playing in the background. Like right when she opened the fridge, you just hear, like that was Shakira was probably had that in her head. She's like, like rummaging through the fridge. It's not right, but it's so good. Taking out like the chicken. I'm gonna. Where's this the jam? Nope, not it. Throwing away. That's you having a music video for this. Yeah, that's like. Her and then you could play like the meme of the lady with the math equations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. <laughs> that was Shakira. Oh my gosh. 
Um, but yes, so they are no longer on good terms. I guess he's now dating a woman named Clara Chia Marti, who is 23 years old. That's crazy. And then Shakira's neighbor is also her mother-in-law. So because of that, uh, Shakira has been blasting the diss track super loud. And she even placed a witch on the balcony facing her mother-in-law's house. <laughs> if you like actually look at the picture, it's really funny. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. gosh. Um, but on YouTube, the song is called bzrp music sessions number 53 it's in spanish we'll play a little clip sorry baby i said rato some of the lyrics translate to you thought you had me but you made me stronger women don't cry anymore women cash in don't get mad get paid ching ching yeah ching ching yeah <laughs> like literally ching ching because yeah. um that song is now at the top of spotify's top 50 global yeah. chart and it's the latin song with the most streams in a single play so she's already made a lot of money off of it if shakira's been playing it non-stop i've been playing it non-stop from my house in miami <laughs> it is it's in spanish so you lose something in translation but it is the most delicious wonderful <laughs> epic industrial sized shade i have ever heard so apparently shakira finds out that pique is cheating on her because the side piece ate her strawberry jam now she could buy a lot of jam it was a it was a chill song like i mean it wasn't chill it wasn't a song that i would gravitate to on my own yeah but having listened to it i was like oh this is a this is a cute little diss track mm -hmm. like she was she's really getting it in and if i knew spanish i would be able to like just sing it and fill it yeah in a very specific way i'm very much team shakira on this yeah team witch on the balcony <laughs> it's it's essentially her uh son of a gun yeah yeah i've heard some people say this is shakira's lemonade moment like oh, we're getting yeah. the lemonade what's i yeah. don't know what the lemonade equivalent would be over there but whatever you I, <laughs> yeah. that's that's it's what that. we're getting it's that yeah i want like the album cover to literally be like a fucking picture of jam bro that would be <gasps> that's what it should be instead of beyonce has lemonade shakira has jam that <laughs> they should call you yeah beyonce has lemonade shakira has jam <laughs> man oh my gosh okay and then another singer we have here miley cyrus's flowers yeah apparently this song references her ex liam hemsworth throughout and also um, not just in the song but also in the music video so lyrically there are references to bruno mars's when i was your man that i should have bought you flowers and held your hand should have gave you all my hours when i had the chance take you to every party because all you wanted to 
And I guess there's some significance with that song because I think the story goes that Liam Hemsworth like dedicated that song to Miley at some point. Mm -hmm. There's some emotional attachment that they have to that song. So Miley's responding to that song in Flowers. I can buy myself flowers Write my name in sand Talk to myself for hours Say things you don't So the opening lyrics of Flowers also have a reference to a fire. We were right till we weren't Built a home and watched it burn Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth's house burnt down at one point. Like there was a fire incident there. Did you just give a half a million dollars to the fire? There were fires in Malibu. Your house burned down. Your house was destroyed, right? Yeah. In the Flowers music video, she's like exercising. And I guess that's a reference to, I believe it's when he would go out and cheat on her. He would tell her that he was going to the gym. Mm. And then I think there's also a moment where she does like a, a certain dance move. In that music video, and I guess she did a similar dance move on the red carpet with Liam Hemsworth, and he got like really annoyed with her. Right. And then also the in the music video, she's wearing like a tux jacket, and I guess that's something very similar to what Liam Hemsworth wore on the red carpet. Yeah. But yeah, and then also the release date of the song, she released it on Liam Hemsworth's birthday, so... <laughs> there's a lot of um, I don't know like how true all of these connections are but there's a lot of receipts that the stands are pulling but do you like the song I think it's a cute little song I really like the song it's definitely the vibe that I think Miley should stay in yeah this is her vibe I feel like this really like fits her like it's it's very cool yeah I like it it's not too country it's not too pop it's not too rock it's like sitting in the middle it's a cute little vibe i love that for her the music video but also the song feels very like california to me yeah well absolutely yeah yes absolutely so i like i like i'm actually kind of um excited for this album after hearing this song like i'm wondering if there's gonna be other songs that are kind of in the same wheelhouse on this album did you see the album cover yeah i did yeah yeah yeah. she's like hanging on the bar yeah yeah that's a good album cover it's a cute one yeah Yeah, they know what they're doing with this era (laughs) very good yeah okay well we're gonna move to a sad place now oh we're gonna talk about the deaths of some divas that have left us during the break let's do it i'm sure we're gonna miss a ton but we're gonna talk briefly about three okay so the first is irene cara from what i was researching the cause of her death is unknown but i did read that she practically became a recluse in recent years because the pandemic just really made her paranoid yeah but she died on november 25th 2022 and she was 63 years old that was a shocker yeah if you guys don't know she is famous for fame yeah
um, the song for Flashdance. Right, what a feeling. What a feeling. Yeah. What a feeling. Getting it in during that time period. She was getting it. Oscar nominated. Yeah. Boom. Uh, wait, I think she was the Oscar winner. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it won Best Original Song. Yeah, wow. Great. 1984. And she became the first black woman to win an Oscar for Best Song. Oh, wow. Go Irene. Boom. I know she was also nominated during the same Grammy cycle as Thriller. That's crazy. So that was the time. It's crazy. <laughs> but I feel like her music and her like presence, especially in like dance films, really yeah. just defined that era. Right. So that was definitely sad. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we had a big loss. Barbara Walters passed away on December 30th, 2022. She was 93 years old. And I couldn't really find an exact cause of death, but it seemed like her health was declining in recent years. That's why you didn't really see or hear from her. Yeah. And I also think it was something to do with like her memory. Yeah. Like she wasn't able to remember things as well anymore. So, um, man, Barbara Walters, that's a big one. I remember I was so shocked when I heard about that. Even though, like, she's, you know, old. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Because she's just, like, she was such a titan right. of news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of my first experiences of, like, this is pop culture right. was from Barbara, Barbara Walters, Walters specials. Yeah. Or her interviewing these high-profile people. Yeah. Like, I always used to look forward to Barbara Walters' like, 10 most fascinating people of the year. Oh, like, I yeah, just yeah. was like, oh, who's she going to pick? And, yeah, like, yeah. who's she going to interview? So that was a big, that was a big one. That was a big one. I have never heard more anger and dismay than when we announced that the people you're about to see were on our list. I mean, last year, we had the cast of Jersey Shore, and no one said a word. But there's something about the multi-million dollar empire known as the Kardashians that really gets under people's skin. You are all often described as famous for being famous. You don't really act. You no. don't sing. You don't dance. You don't have any, forgive talent. me, any talent. It didn't shock me. Mm -hmm. I thought she was like up there with Betty White. In terms of age. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, yeah. Okay, it's her time. You know? Yeah. And then we hadn't seen her for such a long time. Yeah. On screen, in front of the camera. But yeah, that was a big one, though. That was a big one. I mean, this podcast, in some ways, indebted to her because we use a lot of clips from Barbara Walters' interviews. So, yeah. well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was interviewing all of the divas back then. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. That was sad. Yeah. And then the last one here I have is a big one it's Lisa Marie Presley who died recently. She died January 12th, 2023. She was only 54 years old, and it was of a cardiac arrest. That was a shocker. I remember I went to sleep because of the time difference. I went to sleep, and she was being rushed to the hospital, and I woke up, and she was gone. Okay, so generally after I come back from a trip, I'm not on social media like that, like I was before. Yeah. So I woke up, and Lisa Marie was trending, 
And I didn't even click on Twitter to see why she was trending. It was just like, oh, Elvis movie. I just thought it was the Elvis movie. And then like hours later, I actually click on it. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? You know? It's crazy too, because I was just thinking like, we literally were just talking about Lisa Marie yeah. a couple months ago yeah. for Velvet Rope. Absolutely. Just thinking about how like, she's literally the only child of Elvis Presley. Yeah. Priscilla confirming the news in a statement to people, quote, it is with a heavy heart that I must share the devastating news that my beautiful daughter, Lisa Marie, has left us. She was the most passionate, strong, and loving woman I have ever known. The Presley family telling ABC News they are profoundly grateful for the support, love, and prayers of everyone and ask for privacy during this very difficult time. I feel like that family has been... There's been like a lot of tragedy because like not only did she die young of cardiac arrest, but her father did. And then I yeah. believe Elvis's mom did, too. So wow. that clearly must be something that runs in the family. But it's just. Yeah. And then there's a part of me, too, that felt like really bad for Priscilla because mm -hmm. I can't imagine like having to bury your husband and then burying your only child that yeah. you had with said husband. Like that's. Yeah. Tough. That was a hard one. So. Yeah. But RIP to all of our departed divas. Yeah. I, I do want to, is it possible Yeah. to just shout out Twitch? Oh, yeah, Twitch. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. He's a Devo. Yeah. But as a dancer, yeah, that one shocked me the most mm. out of all these deaths. I was in Costa Rica, woke up one morning, and I was just like, Twi Twitch? Because he was really, really young, and the circumstances behind his death is just, ugh, oh, my gosh. It's that cliche of he seems so happy he just seems so happy yeah you know shout out to twitch yeah shout out to twitch i mean again cliche but it's like you really don't know what people are going through so absolutely yeah the dance world is shattered by by this news it's shattered mary murphy has served as a judge and choreographer on the show and remembers a talented and humble person who always made her proud. We see the light in him. We see the, I call it twinkle eye. He had that from the get-go, the big smile. Not to mention, he was a genius at freestyle. Carson, you, you work <clears throat> I love them. Yeah. As advertised, 50,000 watt smile. Mm -hmm. This one's really hard to wrap your head around because so many people have been close to Twitch are trying to figure out what was it, yeah. what happened. Um, uh, listen, I think people have to just stop assuming that what you when you see people on television or you see them in social media that they're okay, especially with the dancing. I mean, dancing is such a symbol of, of freedom and happiness yeah. and joy. We have to stop assuming. Well, I mean, we have some biopic news, breaking biopic news. At the time of recording this, a couple hours ago, it has just been announced that the Madonna biopic is scrapped. <laughs> Oh. The Hollywood Reporter can confirm that the Madonna visual autobiography directed by the icon herself is no longer in development at Universal Pictures. But while we wait for a biopic, we do have her global tour to hold us over. Reps for Madonna revealed that the superstar is focusing on her newly announced celebration tour this year, but is still planning on making a movie on her life at some point. And I heard, apparently, the word on the street is there's two. It's either because she was focused on the tour right now, like we said, she's going on a world tour, mm. but also heard that there were some script issues. The first pass of the script was being written by Diablo Cody, who, if you guys are familiar with her work, she wrote Juno. Oh, okay. And then the second pass was being written by um, Erin Cressida Wilson. I'm not familiar with her work, but she's seen credits here for um, Secretary and Girl on the Train. Oh, okay. 
I guess none of those drafts ever came in under 180 pages and you know the rule in screenwriting is like one minute per page so that's mm. two hours okay, okay so none of the drafts ever came under that time hi um this is editor me talking uh that's not two hours it's actually three hours i am bad at math whatevs the problem with a lot of these biopics madonna allegedly was struggling to condense her career into a two-hour movie which yeah understandable miniseries people miniseries what are your thoughts on madonna's biopic getting scrapped um it's one of those things where the artist wanted it mm. you know usually i'm 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 all for a documentary i rather have a documentary yeah right but if the artist wants it then i guess like try to make it happen and in this case the artist wanted it mm -hmm. so it kind of sucks that it got scrapped you know yeah i'm I'm sure something else will will come up i feel like the only thing i'm really bummed about is that we're not going to get to see julia garner as madonna boom because she's really she's a really good actress yeah. and that would have been really interesting so yeah i don't know if they ever try to attempt this again right i think it would be hard to find a julia garner level person that actually looked like madonna yeah. <laughs> She, she looked identical to Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's been an announcement that Carol King is getting a biopic. It's going to be called Beautiful. Carol King? Yes. It's going to be a movie adaptation of the musical Beautiful about Carol King. And that was a pretty successful musical because the actress who played Carol King, her name is Jessie Mueller. She actually won a Tony Award for playing her. Mm. And Carol King is going to be played by Daisy Edgar Jones, who she was in Normal People. Okay. Along with Paul Mescal. This great show, great limited series, but she's very good. Okay. So I trust in her abilities. And it's going to be directed by Lisa Kolodenko, who directed The Kids Are All Right. Oh, okay. Okay, that's solid. Yeah, I think that seems like a pretty solid team. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Carol King getting a biopic? Like I said, I, if the artist wants it, I love it. Mm -hmm. I am kind of biopic fatigued. There's a lot that's been like, coming out. There's, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'd rather watch a documentary yeah. about the art. Mm -hmm. But that just might be me because I'm a nerd. Yeah. But I'd rather watch a documentary. Mm -hmm. These aren't like small artists that had like, very specific life yeah and then it was like cut off mm -hmm. and we're trying to learn what happened after the career mm -hmm. these are like huge artists with huge careers huge catalogs and it's just like how do we condense it how do we go like that yeah yeah it's the madonna issue i feel like maybe carol king what they have going for themselves is they're basing this off of a musical that already exists they don't have That's to true. necessarily start from scratch so and it was successful so yeah it's just a matter of how are they going to translate that into film. Into film. That's the hard part. Because I actually really like biopics, but I agree I am getting a bit fatigued with them. But I think also the problem is that they all kind of tend to be the same unless yeah, there is a absolutely. distinct point of view. Yeah. I wonder if this is like the studio's response to like all of the superhero movies. You know? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Because they can't compete with Marvel. They can't. This is their like real life superheroes. <laughs> exactly. It is because it's like, who would we want to watch if it is a biopic? These huge artists, you know? Yeah. Elvis, you know, Carol King, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. these, you know, big wigs. Well, there's another lady, speaking of wigs, mm -hmm. that her filming pictures are out there. Um, Amy Winehouse biopic is currently filming. It's going to be called 
Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, who directed Fifty Shades of Grey and also Nowhere Boy, which is the movie about um, a pre-Beatles John Lennon. So we all know Angie would really love that movie. Um, Amy Winehouse is being played by Marisa Abella, and it's also done with the approval of the estate. Mitch Winehouse, who is Amy's dad, owns half of the estate, but I haven't really heard good things about the dad, so yeah. I don't, it doesn't really seem like a, a positive thing. Yeah. But um, have you seen the pictures? Yes. They don't look good. It, do, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And it just... Here's the thing about Amy Winehouse. Her life was so tragic. Yeah. So it's hard. You would have to be like a master in your craft as a screenwriter, as a cinematographer, as a director to make sure this is not trauma porn. Marilyn, blonde. Exactly. And based off the pictures, it doesn't feel like it's going to be like a respectful attempt at retelling her life. We don't need it. We don't need it. Based on the pictures, the quality looks like lifetime. Lifetime. (laughs) It's giving lifetime. But this was a big one. So Michael Jackson is getting his biopic. Oh my God. It's on the way. It will be directed by Antoine Fuqua, who directed Training Day, which is the movie that got Denzel Washington an Oscar. Right. And he also recently directed Emancipation with Will Smith. The movie is being written by John Logan, who wrote some of the James Bond films, Skyfall and Spectre. And he also wrote for Genius, which that kind of makes sense because Genius is kind of a biopic limited series Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. But the biopic is being produced by the estate. You guys, breaking news. We are recording this part a day or so before the episode comes out because everything that you've been listening to, we recorded last week. But there is breaking news regarding the Michael Jackson biopic. Angie, have you been on Twitter within the hour or so? So you do you know the breaking news? Yes, I do. Well, listeners, the Michael Jackson biopic has officially found their Michael. And it is Jafar Jackson, Michael Jackson's nephew and Jermaine's son. Angie thoughts on Jafar playing Michael. I'm looking at their picture right now and like I see it. Oh, yeah. But obviously, because they're related, so. <laughs> absolutely. Because the Jacksons have a very, you can tell when it's a Jackson. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I like Jafar as Michael. Yeah, me too. Oh, I'm looking at Michael Circa Thriller next to Jafar, and I'm just getting so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think his voice is very familiar or very remnant of Michael. Oh my god, wait, have you seen that clip of Jafar? It's like for some Christmas show in yes. Europe. He sounds identical to Michael. He sounds like Michael. Yes. Yes. And as a huge Michael stan, listen, as we all know, there's a lot of people out there that try to sound like Michael, but Jafar, and again, it's because, you know, that's his uncle. Yeah. But he genuinely sounds like Michael. Like even the way he pronounces certain words. Yeah. It's the like inflections and the vowels. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. To make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes on the glow. Find it hard to sleep. 
nervous about his acting. One acting, two dancing. Yeah, he's not the best dancer. He's decent. Yeah. He's decent. But you can't be decent when you're Michael. No. And that's the thing. <laughs> you guys, body double. <laughs> like, Michael was that dude when it comes to dancing. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Just have Auntie Janet come and help you. <laughs> and you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> Janet's going to be somewhere doing something you guys zoom zoom it's possible through zoom that's how we're making this podcast zoom i'm still nervous about because this is like a whole biopic of his whole life right yeah i'm interested if this is going to be his whole life because if it's his whole life he can't play michael the entire time yeah that's that's exactly what i was thinking because for me looking at him i have his picture pulled up here he looks like very passable for off-the-wall thriller era, Michael. Mm. Now, bad? I don't know about that. Off-the-wall. Yes. Okay. I was thinking of bad. <laughs> when you said mm. that, I was like, I don't no, know no, no, if no, he no. could pass for bad. Off-the-wall and thriller. Off-the-wall thriller. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I could see I could see him in that suit that he was wearing for off-the-wall. Yep. I mean, put, put the red jacket on him. He's in the thriller era. Great. Wonderful. They look damn near identical. Yeah. In the off-the-wall thriller era. But then it also leads me to question like, okay, so that's the Michael that you've chosen. So what part of his life are you go? Are you, I hope you're only focusing on one because it seems like based on that choice, that's where you're going. Right. But then also I'm like, are you going to spend like a good chunk of the time in the off the wall and thriller era? I feel like post bad, it gets really murky in terms of storyline. Yeah, because then it's like, what story are you going to tell? What story are you going to tell? How are you going to tell it? Who's going to be Michael? That is the biggest thing. Who's going to be Michael without it being offensive? Yeah, yeah. Because, come on now. Do you think there's going to be like two parts? It's like part one, Michael, part two, Michael, like a sequel Mm. to this. But then it's like, well, why don't you just do a limited series instead? Right. I don't know. Exactly. And then it's like, who's going to play Janet? Who's going to play like, yeah, there's like all these other factors, because once we get into like the history era, there's scream. Yeah, there's so much that they could tell. And then with Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's another one. You have to be sensitive about that. It's it's a lot. And I think, you know, the most important question here is who's going to play Legend Toya? That is the the most important question. I mean, screw <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I don't care if this is your biopic. Legend Toya, though. But then again. But like, actually, LaToya did play a, a part during this era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we go past bad, the family is getting involved. Not yeah. in terms of like behind the scenes, but like on camera. Like, yeah. We have to talk about Janet. We have to talk about LaToya. We have to talk about Jermaine. Like. These are all important factors within the family dynamic. This is why it should have been a limited series done in the format of The Crown versus a big biopic. Man, oh man, oh man. I feel like I just went through a Whitney Houston biopic cycle and a week or so after this Michael Jackson thing was announced. So I'm just... You're a mess. (laughs) But speaking of the Whitney biopic, have you seen it? Not yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay, so we can't talk about it. Oh, I think we should do an actual episode dedicated to the biopic. Okay. Because I feel like that's weird if we don't talk about it at all, <laughs> considering that 
we're a diva podcast and we're yeah. so vocal about our love of nippy i agree all right well our last thing on the agenda rihanna at the super bowl let's do it she's coming who's ready yeah. to play some football yeah rihanna halftime show it's going down it's going down angie what are your predictions on the set list mm, work um should we make a bet <laughs> what's yes let's do it we should make a bet whoever gets the most right oh, on the shit. set list okay hold on let me really but then it. i'm just like how many songs are gonna be on the set list we don't know it's it's gonna it's be usually a lot like 13 minutes right it's usually like 13 minutes and she's the only one doing halftime she has no guest no guest oh let's see i had to bring up her songs i'm <laughs> i'm googling her songs okay work um diamonds um rude boy it's hard because there's that pop era yeah where it was like damn near everything edm mm. we found love yeah uh i could possibly see we found love going into um don't stop the music if theoretically when is the the oscars the oscars comes after this I was about to say, if she won the Oscars, if it was before the Super Bowl, then I could see her doing the winning song. But the Black Panther song, I'm going to say Don't Stop the Music, Work, Diamonds. What else did I say? Uh, 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 um, we Found Love. There's so many songs. See, we still we have like very similar. So maybe we shouldn't do a bad because we literally have like the same songs. Oh, OK, OK. I pretty much like wrote an order, but not like the order I think it's going to be performed. But yeah. I just kind of went through her discography. Yeah. So I think at some point she's going to do Ponday Replay. <laughs> that would be a throwback. Okay. I think it'll be there'll be like a mix of Ponday Replay and if it's loving that you want. OK. Like a really quick mix. Okay, I could see that. And then I could also see Umbrella. Classic. Because that was a big one for her. I think Don't Stop the Music. Yes. What if she did What's My Name at the very beginning? The Oh Na yeah. Na, What's My Name? Pause. And then Please Don't Stop the bah, 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 How did she do bah, it on the MTV bah. Awards? She had three different sets. Something like that. That would be dope like the reggae yeah you know dance hall yeah like just combine those three sections into one yeah but yeah i have don't stop the music what's my name i have where have you been okay okay yeah um i have diamonds yeah because that was a big one for her i see diamonds possibly being a closer see i want we found love to be the closer that makes sense too because it's like high energy yeah, that makes sense rihanna fucking end would we found love <laughs> that needs to be like a focal point in her set list that's like so whenever i hear that song i can like see yeah super bowl yeah halftime show absolutely i think she might have like a bit of like a maybe slow ballad moment if she did like love, love on, on the, the brain, brain. Mm -hmm. yeah. lift me up mm -hmm. diamonds yeah that could be her ballady section. I could definitely. And then that. pump it up with back with work. Boom, 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 boom. 
Because she's not, she she cannot end. Like, she can't have, like, a Halo moment like Beyonce did at the end of her set list. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean. She's not that kind of artist. She could do that with Diamonds. I don't want her to do that with Diamonds. Don't do it, Rihanna. She could do that with Diamonds. No, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. And would we, we found love is a more fitting end for a Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, absolutely. That's like the. We're all clapping together. Yeah, Here true. we go. You know, it's an anthem, I feel. But also Diamonds is a stadium anthem as well. Just We found it. love is a better Lynch okay. in my... Okay, okay what if... Oh, right. That could be the bet. If she ends on Diamonds or, or we, we found, found love. love. Boom. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. We'll see who's right. I'm trying to think. What should our bet be? We should have, like... A free episode? A free episode. And you get to choose. You get to choose. Anything what, you want to talk about. Anything. Like literally anything. Literally anything. Oh my God. Okay. There we go. That's Let's the free that. episode. Okay. Okay. Oh Let's my God. That. Angie's going to make me watch some like Indian movie. You already know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> it's okay. happening. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That'll be the bet. If Brianna ends on Diamonds, it's Angie's win. And if she ends on We Found Love, it's my But what if she doesn't end on either? Then it's a draw. It's a draw. We don't get the free episode. Oh, the set. I know. Oh well. <laughs> or we could if it's a draw, let's agree on like three topics and we could just like hand pick them. It's just like random. Like Okay. We could do that. So we'll still have a free episode, yeah. but we could just like have three random topics to talk about. Yeah. Okay. And then we we'll do that. Well, um, do you think she's gonna announce a tour afterwards? Uh yeah. Me too. I mean, Super Bowl traditionally is always to set up a tour. Yeah, I think she's going on tour. Everyone is going on tour. Yes, indeed. Well, if you're interested in following the pod, it's at Diva Daily's Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Um, we also have an email, divadailyspod at gmail. Dot com. Angie, where can the people find you if they want to follow you? On Twitter at Poetry Soul 3 and Instagram, new Instagram at Angie.Simone. Nice. And if you want to follow me on my personal stuff, it's at INN underscore MHO on Twitter and Instagram. That's pretty much the end of um, this episode. We're back officially. And um, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. We talked about a lot of different things. So, because so much is happening in the superior DCU, the Diva Cinematic Universe. Eat your heart out, Superman. Batman. (laughs) The girls are here. (laughs) The girls are here. Okay. Well, um, with that being said, as always, Remember divas. So the thing is, a diva has to be good at what she does.